0: Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. (music) Minneapolis public schools have cut ties with the city's police department. This means the district will no longer use Minneapolis police officers for school security. The city's Board of Education came out with its decision Tuesday night. This is more than a week after George Floyd died when a Minneapolis police officer was seen on video with his knee on Floyd's neck. The vote was unanimous. It's
1: an issue of equity for us and our students of color are treated differently in our
0: schools and that's no longer acceptable to us. That was Kim Ellison who chairs the Minneapolis school board speaking about its decision. Joining me now with the latest and to discuss what this decision could mean for other schools across the nation is Lois Beckett. She's senior reporter for The Guardian. Lois, welcome to Reset.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So first, give us your reaction to the news that this the, the public school system there decided to separate from the police department.
1: This is a major victory for advocates across the country who have been working for years arguing that police officers do not belong in schools. Uh, The Minneapolis School Board spoke very strongly um, that they felt that they could no longer work with the Minneapolis Police Department, that its record of racism and violence was simply incompatible with the values of an educational institution um, that wanted to make sure all students, particularly black and brown students, were treated fairly um, it was a complete uh, denunciation of the police department and its record. Um, and board members said that they knew that this was not the same as getting justice for George Floyd, um, but that they wanted to take action and to take a small step to show that there could be change and then could be consequences for pe- police violence um, that would last.
0: Well, as we heard earlier from the Minneapolis School Board Chair, some students and parents have said that School resource officers, that's what they call police officers operating in schools, treated students of color differently. Can you talk about that? Yes, yeah, so this has been a, an
1: issue that's been debated in Minneapolis and across the country for years. Um, in Minneapolis, um, they did find, in looking at contacts between school resource officers resource officers and students, that black students were more likely to have contact with these officers. And more broadly, for years, there have been concerns that having police officers in schools um, has tended to escalate sort of school discipline, um, kids being louder, acting out, into um, sort of criminal proceedings um, and fueling a school-to-prison pipeline that has pushed students of color, students with disabilities, out of school environments and into the cr- criminal justice system.
0: How is the Minneapolis community responding to this decision?
1: What I've heard so far is that a lot of support um, for this decision, particularly among students. Um, The school board representative, who is a student in Minneapolis, um, said he did a Google Forms survey and had 1,600 students respond, and about 90 percent of them said that they wanted um, to have uh, to end the contract with the police department. but there have been some students um, who have said that they liked their personal school resource officer or felt that their you know the officer that they worked with had good community. Um, so there were some number of students who were concerned about their own safety um, concerned um, and, and who had thought that the current system was helping them. Um, so some pushback on that front.
0: Well, the Minneapolis superintendent says he's working on an alternative plan to keep students safe in the coming year. The district, as you said, has more than 35,000 students. What do we know about this plan and what challenges would lie ahead for the district?
1: So there are certain things that um, are definitely under discussion. Uh, School board members have talked about the fact that they want um, to think about restorative justice and alternative practices for dealing um, with behavioral issues that are not criminalizing. Um, the uh, Minneapolis Federal- Federation of Teachers, the teachers union, had said that they want the money that was spent on police invested instead in more mental health support for students and other educational support. So very much the conversation is focused on alternative models for dealing with student behavior that don't involve the firearms, that don't involve the police, that don't involve the criminal
0: justices. Them. You said there's thinking around applying the money uh, that, that was being paid towards the police department to other things, but how much of a financial hit is this for the Minneapolis Police Department?
1: Um, the numbers have, I've, I've seen put the contract um, at about $1.1 million um, early in, when it was developed. Um, so, you know, certainly not uh, a definitive amount of money for the police department, but significant. Um, And districts across the country um, are looking at similar measures. Uh, And it's also, you know, it's not just the money, but it is about trust. And it is about a large public institution saying that the city's police department is not trustworthy to work with. It cannot be trusted with children. Um, So I think that symbolism is uh, much more significant than the
0: money. Well, as you've alluded to, this decision speaks to a bigger trend of organizing around ending contracts in schools with police departments across the country, including here in Illinois. What could this decision mean for other school boards seeking the same change?
1: So in talking with activists uh, in Oakland, where I live, who have been working on this issue of removing police from schools for years, they said Minneapolis was a big victory because school boards have been talking about this and students and parents have been working on this. But um, School boards are often reluctant to be the first ones to take action, Uh, and now Minneapolis has made this very bold and highly publicized statement. It may um, change the feelings of school board members who might have been on the fence about this, who didn't want to be the first ones. Um, In Denver, Colorado, a school board member has been very outspoken there um, and said that they will have an announcement there this Friday, um, about changes, potential changes in the relationship between Denver public schools and their police department. Um, the ACLU has spoken out about this. Um, and uh, other students too. Um, David Hogg, one of the survivors from the Parkland school shooting in Florida, also said that he felt that um, school police didn't do anything to prevent the shooting at his school and, and that he supported the effort to get police officers um, out of school systems
0: nationwide. That was Lois Beckett, senior reporter for The Guardian. Lois, thanks so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Now I want to bring another voice into the conversation to talk about the role of police officers in Chicago schools. Joining us now to discuss that and more is Yana Kunichoff, education reporter for Chalk Beach Chicago. Yana, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So you've been keeping a close eye on police rules in Chicago public schools. Your thoughts on the Minneapolis school board's decision?
2: Yeah, I it has definitely been interesting. I think it has uh seeing it as a big victory for schools in Minneapolis, I think is right. And there have been a lot of community and youth groups in Chicago that have wanted police out of schools for a long time. So I think seeing this move forward in Minneapolis sort of sets a new, um, sets bounds for what's possible, what's possible locally. Um, And that decision actually came down the same week that the Chicago Police Department and Chicago Public Schools were soliciting public comment on the school police Rules, so I imagine that that helped fuel um, some of the public public outcry and response to the to those rules that are that are up for comment now.
0: Give us a sense of what the role of police officers in CPS has looked like over the years.
2: Yeah, so um, Chicago has had police officers patrolling not all schools, but some schools for um, over a decade now. Uh, for a long time, that has those officers have kind of operated in sort of a gray area, so it wasn 't clear how they were chosen to serve in schools there wasn 't a clear sense of what they were supposed to do and when something went wrong, uh, school communities didn 't have a clear way of um, of kind of dealing with those issues so there wasn 't a clear way to complain or um, or to make change for the officers that were in schools. Then after the killing of Laquan McDonald, a federal consent decree forced the police department to make changes to how officers function. And a lot of those included for police in schools. So this is actually the first school year in over a decade that there have had to be job requirements for officers, that the police department and the school district have had to develop a sense of like, what is the actual role that officers are supposed to play in schools? Um, And then also kind of a, a hierarchy for um, who is actually in charge of, um, of disciplining officers and of watching out for what officers do do when they're serving in schools.
0: Well, in 2018, WBEZ's Curious City spoke with several students in Chicago about their interactions with school resource officers. Here's what one student had to say.
2: At the time, I was very mentally and emotionally traumatized, going through a lot at home jumping from house to house and worrying about whether or not I was going to have a roof over my head at the age of 13 and 14. So um, I went to school one day and I just, I couldn't focus on schoolwork. So I got permission from a teacher to go see my counselor. And as I was walking through the halls, a school resource officer was there and he, knowing knowing that, you know, my rap sheet at that school, he thought I was cutting class. So he started to follow me through the halls. And once he caught up to me, he roused me to the ground and everything. And Next thing I know, I'm being handcuffed and taken out.
0: Several years ago, Yana, you spent months investigating rules governing how police should behave in Chicago schools. What did you find?
2: Yeah, so that that story found um, that police in chicago schools had essentially very little oversight either day-to-day oversight that the chicago police or sorry the chicago public schools essentially kind of had a hand off hands-off approach to officers that were serving in their schools so um, if something happened in a school there wasn't a clear way to complain about that and the, the story that i wrote about in particular. Involved around an officer who worked at Hyde Park Academy who was involved in the fatal police shooting of a student from another school, but because there was so little information exchange between the police department and the school district was allowed to go back to work the next week um, with students. So I think that that was just an example of the fact that there were officers in schools that uh, made students feel unsafe and that neither the district or the police department were um, doing their due diligence in keeping watch on how to keep students safe among those officers.
0: Well, last summer, school officials approved a $33 million contract with the police department. I, I just want you to describe a little bit about how that contract op- operates, uh, what are the details and, and some specifics around the rules that are supposed to govern officers in schools?
2: Yeah. So that contract, um, as I said earlier, it's kind of some of the most detailed rules for school officers that Chicago has seen in over a decade. So, um, it says that what an op- there's a job description for officers. It also says that officers, um, this is kind of the big thing, cannot be involved in any school discipline. So before it would kind of depend on school by school when an officer would be brought in to be involved, um, in an incident, but now it says like only if there is um, the allegation of criminal activity can an officer be brought in. There are also rules around when officers can access um, data around students kept by the school and also um, the role that principals can have in choosing officers or um, probably more realistically saying whether they're not comfortable with a certain officer being posted at a school. Um, and then I think the other big thing which speaks to some of the concerns that a lot of advocates have had, like a lot of young people say that just having an officer around makes them feel criminalized. And one of the things that these rules say is that officers should be very visible um, at when school, gets, when school starts, when school goes out, they want them to be very visible and become part of the school community. And I think that part of that effort is that they want to engender goodwill between the police department and students. But students, a lot of whom have already had... Um, like difficult interactions with police in their neighborhoods actually say that this makes them feel less safe. So that that's a point of tension in these new rules. And that's part of the new police contract.
0: Well, Chicago residents had until yesterday to provide their input on these new rules. What's your sense of how, you know, not just students, but educators, community members, parents are weighing in on these rules?
2: Yeah, and the overwhelming um, majority of folks that I have heard from or that I've seen go through social channels uh, are against having police in schools. So they are uh, really concerned about any interaction that police department officers have in education institutions and how that impacts students' ability to learn. And um, I will say I haven't only seen this from sort of activist groups or like Politically active young people. I've had people who work at central office emailing me, uh, central office at Chicago Public School, and saying like, "I disagree with this." I've had principals who have said that they disagree with it. I think one of the um, one of the points of tension is that Chico- that um, if a Chicago school chooses not to have a police officer, the money that would go towards keep having those officers in that school is then removed from the school. So when you already have schools that are underfunded or are struggling um, struggling to feel like they have enough resources to support their students, I think some of them also feel like, okay, well, actually, maybe we do need these two people in the, in the building, you know, and maybe we can't get, that money can't go to a social worker or a counselor, but is there a role that these people can play? So I think there's, a, there's definitely a tension that I've also seen there.
0: Well, now that the deadline for public input is over, what happens next?
2: Um, I think that the police department and the school system are going to review the public comments. um, And I'll see what happens there. I'll certainly be following up on that. I know that there is a protest set for tomorrow at Lincoln Park High School that is specifically um, planning to call for Chicago public schools to... Uh, break its contract with the Chicago Police Department, which my understanding is that it has taken inspiration from what has recently happened in Minneapolis. And then there have been community groups that have been coming to the board um, for years now calling for change in the relationship with the police department. And so I, I expect that they'll see some extra energy behind their efforts after the, after the decision in Minneapolis.
0: What's your sense of the public appetite among uh, elected officials to support a move where CPS separates from the Chicago Police Department?
2: You know, I am not sure um, exactly where elected officials stand on this. I think that the Chicago um, Board of Education is really interesting. It is appointed by the mayor, but it also has um, a few folks on it who are longtime community activists. or education researchers who have been critical about the school-to-prison pipeline, the board did vote when they even when they voted on the 33 million police contract earlier this year. There were some board members that were vocal um, about their concerns about the contract and how police function. So I think in the the decade that I've been covering um, education in Chicago, this is, there is a school board that I think is more open to these arguments than any other um, I have seen in that time frame.
0: That's it for today's Reset. If you want to connect with us about anything you hear on the show, you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline at 888-915-9945. That's 888-915-9945. Just leave your first name and your neighborhood along with your question or comment. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening, and let's talk again tomorrow.